Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Welcome to the Progressive Britain podcast. This is the review show for the episode on sexual harassment in politics. I'm Connor Pope, Deputy Editor of Progress. I'm joined by Progress Director Richard Angel to look through the reaction from the week. Now, Richard, you weren't on Tuesday's show, so for the first time you were a listener to the podcast. What was that like? I thought it was fascinating. I mean, we had an amazing panel when, obviously, Alison McGovern, Thangham Debonair and Rachel Saunders. And I thought some really interesting things came out of it. Firstly, Thangham's point on you know, not being a non-abusive man is kind of not good enough and that is incumbent on all of us to call out the culture that's behind this. If you are a non-abusive man, and most men are, thankfully, it's not enough just to be non-abusive. You have to be able to step up. You've got to be able to name what's going on, to be able to call out your own friends, because you're actually in a much better position to do that than, than a lot of women. And it shouldn't be left to women to have to not just deal with what's happening to us, but also challenge it, name it. Invariably, almost all of us have been part of in some way, shape or form even if that is just having not called it out mm, when we should have done. And do so in a way that obviously doesn't crowd out women's voices in the debate and doesn't suggest that somehow we are on a pedestal or better, but that we're going to try and say certain behaviours are not acceptable. I think that's was interesting. I thought, secondly, the clarity of with which Rachel Saunders outlined the problem as she'd experienced it, the demands by Labour 2, this group of anonymous women who are giving other women the opportunity to anonymously come forward with stuff and essentially describe what their expectations for change were, was really important and I think probably actually now worth repeating for people to listen back to. The Labour Me Too campaign, the Labour 2 campaign has done some brilliant work in telling women's stories and in making some recommendations for change in terms of how our policies and processes should work. And there is a big gap between people's experiences when they report and what we would like their experiences to be. And we should be, be brave enough to say, actually, although, of course, we want to do our best to, to be good when it's uh, dealing with it when people report sexual harassment, actually, there are all sorts of stories of women who've tried to go through our processes and have found it horrendous, and we have to be able to do something about that. Thirdly, the revelation by Bex Bailey, essentially 
from this parish. She's been somebody we've supported for the National Executive Committee in the past. I mean, she showed a level of bravery that many of us can only hope to have in a situation like that. But she did what she did, largely because having sat at Labour's top table as a member of the National Executive Committee, relentlessly talking to people, cajoling, influencing, meeting, pre-meeting, to try and get this policy not just changed, but to be one that would have meant that had something awful happened to somebody after her, that they wouldn't have to go through the trauma that she invariably has gone through. And that motivation that it just shouldn't have to be that way or that tough woman that come after her is just commendable. And I think overall people have come to that conclusion that what we've long known that she's a remarkable woman she showed the country. I think what's quite interesting as well, a couple of weeks ago, we chatted a bit about WhatsApp and the influence that that has had on politics on the back of some comment pieces that said that it had a degenerative effect on the way that people speak to each other in politics and the way that politics is therefore carried out. And actually, I think what we're seeing with stuff like Labour 2 and other groups that are sprouting up, which essentially are support networks between women and victims of sexual harassment and abuse, to try and organise better to change politics. And so I think it's really interesting that a couple of weeks ago there was this very negative view about these kind of new ways of interacting. And actually now, which essentially I think is, is, is what Kat McKinnell said at the time, it can be a really positive force. And it's really interesting that we're, we're seeing that and how, how much the narratives have changed on that over just the course of a couple of weeks. I think that's true. And you've seen you know, Labour's NEC or one of its subcommittees has met this week and tried to move the policy on but partly because women have been able to come together in some of these spaces and just be very clear it's totally insufficient and essentially it seems to me resolving that until there is proper third party reporting third parties in the room when it's being considered at every stage and probably a third party review that our processes are sufficient sometime down the track that these women and all of us that stand behind them aren't going to stop trying to make this better and we call ourselves the party of equality inclusion is one of our basic values if there are women that are unable to prosper in our politics because of this perversion which in many ways you cannot omit completely but when those situations happen and pretending they don't is always mm. part of the problem knowing that they will that the labor party will be at the cutting edge of best practice on dealing with this, not somehow languishing at the back or resisting the change that we need. Okay, why don't we have a look at some of the feedback we got this week? Because we had some specific feedback on this uh, episode, actually, as you, as you might expect. What did you get? I had a Scottish listener who got in touch. There's a bit of a theme of this coming, saying that the podcast is now essential listening, which was nice. Love the episode with Thangam Debonair. First time they've heard us speak, and clearly they loved it the way all the rest of us did. And Thangam isn't someone that I'd actually properly met before. It was really great to, to meet her and have her on. She was absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Another person said that um, Rachel Saunders particularly came across really well and did a really good job of outlining those Labour 2 demands, which I think people might have seen on social media as well, which I think was a really important thing to actually have that opportunity to explain what that group is trying to do. Also, we had another person also from Scotland, so a big wave out to our Scottish yes. uh, <laughs> listeners, said, coming late to the podcast party, but this one was excellent, meaning I think the sexual harassment episode, the whole tone and content was in such contrast to some of the coverage which veers between 
treating women badly, especially young women, and suggesting they're somehow fragile or in need of protection. I've got one more from uh, Connor B5 on iTunes who said that he's brilliant, insightful, inspirational, and a list of other effusive compliments. But he also said that uh, the Article 50 episode from a couple of weeks ago with uh, Roger Liddell came in the same week that he was doing an essay on Article 50 for university. So I'm pleased that within three weeks, we've already had an academic citation. So, <laughs> you know, hopefully this will become a theme and we can start dishing out prizes to people who cite us in academic essays. I think I'd really enjoy that. I think that, that, would, should, that should become a thing. They all get a mug. I also had somebody, I was speaking at the Festival of Ideas event at the Barbican last weekend and a young guy came up to me and said they've been listening to the podcast he was a lay party member and he really enjoyed it and we should keep doing it and that was quite nice to get in person Alison always tells us that we uh, you know indulge in too much backslapping in this podcast and you know we should be challenging our ideas a bit more so I've, I've got a disappointing one here that upset me the other day and was that I was actually watching Jurassic World on Netflix you know, amazing the, film the new the, the latest jurassic park film there's, there's more coming are there yeah i'm sure there will be but there's a scene about 15 minutes in where the bad guy says to chris pratt he says progress always wins man and then chris pratt says in response maybe progress should lose for once and that really disappointed me because i've always really liked chris pratt I thought that really i took that to heart quite a bit <laughs> Do you think it was personal about the I podcast? I did, yeah. It's recorded some years in the future after you did it. I think that. Um, anyway, do you want to pick a winner uh, for the best comment of the week? Well, we are giving the winners out to people who leave iTunes reviews. So make sure you go on to iTunes, prog.rs forward slash iTunes, and leave your review. So I think Connor underscore B5 wins out on that. Connor, if you could email in your full name, your address to office at progressonline.org.uk or send one of us a direct message or the main progress account and we'll put a mug in the post for you. So please do keep up your reviews, your feedback, your questions coming in. You can contact us directly at Connor Pope or at Richard Angel at Progress Online if you're doing it via Twitter. And of course, you can email in on office at progressonline.org.uk and go to iTunes, prog.rs forward slash iTunes, and you can leave your review there. You can rate our podcast. <laughs> and if you haven't done already, you can subscribe and tell your friends to do the same too. Other than that, we had one more competition, which is Connor's political pub quiz question. So the question this week was, what do Anthony Crossland, Shirley Williams, John Silkin, Gwyneth Dunwoody and Hazel Blears have in common? I still don't know. Yeah, well, no, no one, when we recorded it earlier in the week, no one there knew either. Again, this is becoming now a theme because no one at all got the question right last week. And in fact, you know, we had a few responses to this. A couple of people, uh, Superjules84 on Twitter was the first to speculate that they'd all been elected from more than one constituency. So Anthony Crossland was MP for South Gloucestershire and then Great Grimsby. Shirley Williams was MP for Hitchin. And then after boundary changes, uh, she was elected for the new seat of Hartford and Stevenage. Gwyneth Dunwoody was MP for Exeter in the 60s, but lost in 1970, which Labour didn't win back until Ben Bradshaw, of course, in 1997. And then she became crew and then Crew and Nantwich MP from 74. Tenuously, you could claim that Hazel Blears was MP for Salford until 2010 and then Salford and Eccles afterwards. That is tenuous. That is tenuous. But I'm afraid John Silken was only ever MP for Lewisham Deptford. So it is not, in fact, 
that, despite the fact I ran through all of that, that is the incorrect answer. No one got the right answer again. Come on, people. You've got to get your, you've got your answers to the Connors pub quiz question in. The correct answer is that they all finish last in Labour deputy leadership competitions. That is specialist knowledge. So Crossland in 1972, Shirley Williams in 76, John Silken in 81, Dunwoody in 83, and Hazel Blears, obviously most recently, in 2007. I voted for Hazel Blears. <laughs> She's amazing. But last week we gave the mug away to Joe Oliver, who sets these questions for us, because no one had got the answer right. I don't think we can do that again. We'll have a collection soon. <laughs> but I, I am keen to give one out. Considering the only, the other person who wasn't Super Jules 84 who guessed this works in Alison McGovern's office. So I don't think we're going to give a mug to them. But I think Super Jules 84 on Twitter, I thought that was, it was a, it was a good guess. I think we can, we can definitely pack up a mug and send one to you. Before we finish, one of the things that was nice about the podcast that was done earlier in the week was how Fangham shared for our listeners some of the places that if they've been affected by any of the issues covered by them in this podcast, in the follow-up discussion, or, or just been covered in the media this week, that they, she highlighted some of those agencies. So I think we're going to play that again for people now because I think that's important information to get across. So something I just wanted to make sure we got in into this conversation is if you are listening to this and you're thinking some of these things are happening to me, if somebody's making you feel uncomfortable, intimidated, it's coercing you into doing something that you don't want to do in a relationship, whether it be sexual or physical or emotional, there are people out there who can help. So if it's in a partnership, it's in a relationship, it could be the National Domestic Violence Helpline. If it's it may be the rape crisis helplines, there's very many local rape crisis groups around the country. But also if what's happening to you might be a crime and an awful lot of stuff is a crime that you may not realise it is important to get in touch with the police because the police can and usually will try to help you if they can. And certainly my understanding of most local police forces is that they want to do better on um, improving how they respond to people experiencing sexual harassment, sexual abuse and sexual coercion. So please don't suffer in silence. Please try and seek help if you are listening to this. There are people who are out there to help you. Great. Me and Richard will be back with Alison and a new Progressive Britain show on Tuesday. But until then, thanks for joining us. You've been listening to the Progressive Britain podcast with Connor Pope and Richard Angel. The music is When in the West by Blue Dot Sessions, licensed under Creative Commons. And this episode was produced by Carolyn Crampton. mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com.
products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit MFM.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.